0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: The passion for the world's beautiful game has never been stronger. And now there is one place to get all your insight, analysis, and hot topic discussion. Especially if you're a fan of the five-time MLS Cup champion LA Galaxy or their heated rival LAFC. It's time to roll out the ball and kick things off here on the Believe Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts former MLS goalkeeper Dan Kennedy, and soccer broadcast veteran Mark Rogandino. And just like that, it's Dan Kennedy and Mark Rogandino here with you on the Believe Sports Podcast Network. The best place to find everything you want to know about LAFC and the LA Galaxy is going to be right here all season long in Major League Soccer. Uh, In addition to talking about the matchups, what teams we like, what players we think are struggling, what players we think are great, we're also going to have some weekly guests joining us, like this week. It's Walker Zimmerman, center back for the U.S. men's national team, and LAFC. DK, I'm hyped up.
2: Episode Let's go, before. baby. Let's oh, go. We
1: are underway.
2: Rogues, um, I mean, last listen, last season I tried to go it alone. I needed another goalkeeper, Southern California guy that knows this market well to help me out. I appreciate you coming on board to the Believe Sports Podcast Network here in Los Angeles. Um, it's going to be a great season, man. These are two, two teams that um, you know re- we rewind a year ago, and neither one of us or anybody for that matter had any idea what, what LAFC was going to be uh, in terms of club, in terms of um, competition. And now uh, the stage is kind of set. They have an amazing following. They have a good team. They're going to be exciting to watch. I think they're one of the best teams in the league coming into the season. Um, and then LA, LA Galaxy. Uh, a couple of turbulent years, man, uh, since Bruce left, and um, now it just feels like with with um, Scalotto coming in, uh, there's just this belief that things are going to turn up and shake out for the better, and I, I do think they're going to be better this year, so it should be a great um, a great season to follow, and glad well, we get to do it together.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's start right there with the LA Galaxy and, the, and their new manager and uh, Guillermo Uh he comes here back to Major League Soccer. I mean, obviously, uh, Gijé, he, he won an MLS Cup when he was with the Columbus crew. And, and you and I have talked about it, actually, before even coming on our show here, the fact that there is some, some symmetry the there yeah, with, with him winning an MLS Cup under Ziggy Schmidt. Rest in peace, Ziggy Schmidt, one of the greatest American soccer coaches we've ever had. Um, and now Gijé comes back to kind of fill the shoes of where Ziggy last left off.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, it syncs up. It's, it, it not only does it feel good, but it, it, it checks out. Um, so Gijé's twin brother, Gustavo, I actually had the luxury of playing with in Puerto Rico with the Islanders, and they are a team on the sidelines. You're not going to be able to tell them apart aside from the outfits that they're wearing. Uh, but these guys have had success in Argentina, not just with the biggest teams. Uh, they've been extremely competitive at every club that they've coached at. And uh, I, I I think that they're going to come in and 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 transform the way that the Galaxy play, which uh, as a fan of the Galaxy it's it's refreshing, right? Because it feels like something needed to get shaken up a, a little bit over the past couple seasons.
1: You know, and, and you hit the nail on the head when you say that the the twin brothers look exactly alike. I remember <laughs> one time one time out in Columbus after the game, and I walked right up to his brother Gustavo, and and I just started talking to him in my my own Spanish and started talking to him. And, <laughs> and he was looking at me like, I don't even know who you are. And I was like, Guillermo. Yeah, I was like, uh yeah. reporter en la cancha, <laughs> the reporter down on the field. And he was like, no, soy Gustavo. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's you are correct. Yeah. Uh, but deep defense, Dan, is something that obviously really needs to be addressed for the Galaxy. What do you see as far as um, players like Polenta coming in, uh, Uriel Atunia coming in to be made available, and even possibly... Obviously, as we know, David Bingham got a little bit dinged up. Matt Lampson, he's had good years in Chicago before. Could this be a guy that steps in and all of a sudden is their number one?
2: Well, it's interesting. Whenever there's a, a, a coaching change, uh, it, it provides a, a, a breath of fresh air for, for all the players on the roster. And if, you know, if, just hypothetically, if we play it out that David Bingham doesn't start the first game or two, um, and Galaxy get off to a good start, uh, the the coach is not going to necessarily want to change um, the chemistry within the team. I mean, I've I, I've been a uh, victim of this in, in, actually in a Galaxy uniform, where I came in, was the projected starter, and was hurt in the first regular season game, and then I could never find my way back into the team because the team was just doing well, and so was Brian Rowe. Um, so yeah, the, it, it, will be nice to have, uh, I, I think in a, an open, um, eye from the coaching staff for all the players, um, based on Bingham's pedigree and, and, track record. Um, I can't imagine that, uh, that he gets pegged on the bench for any long period of time without another chance to prove himself if he's out dinged up uh, a little bit, but, um, it, thinking about the back line, I mean, We've never questioned the attack on this Galaxy team. And Ibrahimovic so was a, a massive shot in the arm to this group, and da- damn near got him in the playoffs single-handedly, uh, aside from an epic uh, collapse in the second half against their last against Houston their last home game of the season. Um, but defensively, it's just seemed kind of uh, disjointed. Um, who's leading the back line? Skelvik comes in. Uh, is he leading it? Uh, Daniel stairs was kind of put under a lot of pressure in which I thought he was such a steady performer under, uh, Bruce arena. Um, and then you have Ashley Cole leaving, uh, who has been their top defender for the past three seasons. So, so how do you reconcile this? And, and to your point of, of new signings, um, I I'm, I'm optimistic that, the coaching staff is going to make this more of a team defensive effort. And certainly having guys like Diego Palenta is going to help, um, and his experience. But as, as, as we heard from Walker, when he comes on, uh, there's some adaptation period for new players in this league. And, uh, and that adaptation period sometimes takes, uh, uh five or 10 games to get used to the speed of play, how, you know, settling into to new stadiums and, and finding, um your footing in this league so for the galaxy's sake all these new pieces you better hope that they hit the ground running and and uh, by
1: all reports so far there have been some glimpses of that as far as shoring up things defensively uh this season so far for la but it's kind of ironic where they have struggled a little bit so far in the preseason has been scoring goals
2: yeah. Well, and this is, this is not really surprising to me when you have a coaching staff that comes in that has, has built their track record in, in Latin America on a, on a, on a pressing uh, sound defensive scheme. Right. So it, it's a, it's an interesting approach. And I, I alluded to this on, to you before, but uh, Preki did this with Chivas. I mean, he was a mastermind attacking player. And when he coached us at Chivas USA, everything was defensive focused. And it was basically like, listen, if we get the defensive side of things right, we're going to we're going to be in every single game. And then it's up to you guys to create. And it, it, when you look down at this roster, I like that because Ibra is going to get his. Um, ideally, Alessandrini is is fit for a full season. And if he is his form, when he is fit, is one of he's one of the best wingers in this league. Sure. Um, and and he we Galaxy saw that two seasons ago last season. They didn't get as much of that. Um, and then the the questions continue to remain around um, uh, Giovanni dos Santos and and where he fits into this team. And um, if they have a solution to the four DP dilemma, um, well, I, I imagine we're soon to find out here.
1: Well, it's it sounds like part of that solution might be. Uh, a departure, a, a departure, excuse me, of uh, Ola Kamara. Report, reports came out in the last 48 hours here, you know, less than a week out from from your home opener against the Chicago Fire, that he's been granted the ability to to chat with a team in the Chinese Super League, right. um, which it was kind of surprising to me because I I, I thought that that was a, a budding partnership in Ibra and Kamara together and how lethal they could be on the field together.
2: Yeah, and Ola Ola Kamara is uh, one of these players, um, Chris Wondolowski uh, type, where in the run of play you don't necessarily fall in love with them, and uh, but where they get their job done is inside the 18 yard box, yard box, and they score goals, and so. Um, I can kind of see how a new coach comes in and maybe doesn't see Ola Kamara in the run of play and small sided possession and training camp and think like, okay, well maybe we can do without this player because truly he's a number nine. We have Ibrahimovic. We have, uh, we have an issue with how many designated players we have. Um, and even though Ola is not a designated player, what they're trying to do is create some cap space. Um, through uh, the, the other uh, high-paid players on the team that live just under um, the designated players. And so by his departure and creating some space, then you have the opportunity to buy down, whether it's Giovanni Dos Santos, whether it's uh, Jonathan Dos Santos, whether it, most likely it'd be Alessandrini, you buy him down and now you have the space for three DPs. Um, so some, to your point, something's got to give. Uh, I love Ola Kamara, man. I mean, as a goal, as a goalkeeper, I agree. as a, as a goalkeeper, like this is a guy that I want on my team I don't want to have to play against him, Um, but something's got to give. And if, if, if the reality is what starts to happen on the back end of these deals is, well, who's valuable that we can get something for. And if it's selling Ola, now we've created some cap space and then we also get something for him in terms of a transfer fee. So we're starting to solve some problems here. And so you don't necessarily pick him as the number one guy to move out. But when you think about value and what you need to achieve, then it becomes you start to entertain these uh, these decisions.
1: I I should let our listeners know that uh, in addition to your long tenured service in Major League Soccer, which he was USA, FC Dallas and and eventually the LA Galaxy, uh, you also served um, for the players. And so for our listeners, they will get insight into we will be able throughout the season, you'll want to come back and listen because. Dan will give you the insights of, of, you know, contract negotiations and getting under the cap and the ins and outs that go with that. So uh, he's not just another pretty face, folks.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Rogues. Guy, what a hype man, huh? What
1: a hype man. Uh, one, I like. one, one final note I, w- I do want to hit uh, before we move over and talk a little LASC and then bring on Walker Zimmerman uh, of the black and gold is uh, it's going to be great to see Janinho back in MLS and oh, back with the LA on. Galaxy. So good. Uh, pl- playing there at Dignity Health Sports Park. I think. You know, he was a fan favorite for so many years and winning titles with Robbie Keane and David Beckham. And I just know that Junie is excited. And I know that the LA Galaxy fans are going to be really hyped up to see him step back out on the pitch.
2: Yeah. I, and and one of the things that Bruce Arena has done so well uh, throughout his entire career, but did so well with the Galaxy was develop this culture uh, from when he took over. So bringing guys uh, like Junie back into a into a team like this um, where he's not going to play every single game, but he will have a meaningful impact on the field, but he he's been here before he's done it before he's lifted trophies here before there's a certain expectation that type of player sets. And it's great for young players to be around. So, uh, yeah, I was a massive fan of that signing and, and it'd be great to see Junie back in a galaxy uniform.
1: All right. We're about covering all things, LA galaxy and LAFC. So as we switch gears over to the crosstown rival, the black and gold, uh, who call their home Bank of California Stadium. This is a team that probably is focused a little bit on defense, too, Dan Kennedy. And I say that because they have the core of their nucleus returning. 18 players, I think it is, coming back from their uh, inaugural campaign in Major League Soccer, including top scorers like Carlos Vela, uh, Diego Rossi, Adama Diamande. So you have to think that the emphasis is going to be on improving defensively. So this is a team that gave up 52 goals against over the course of the 34 league matches a year ago.
2: Yeah, and the, they, the style that LAFC imposes on games is possession-oriented, uh, creating um, sustained attacks, right? So the entire team is up the field, and they attack over and over again. And when you have Diego Rossi, Lee Wynn, um, Carlos Vela, you have these guys that are so dangerous and so mobile and, and versatile uh, in the attack uh, you, then you step Jordan Harvey up the field and you step Steven Bettish up the field. And now you're, you're left with a, a holding midfielder and two center backs that are covering an awful lot of space. So this team is is, is, is their style of play leaves them susceptible to transitions and transitions just make, um, defending a little bit hectic. And really, in my opinion, w- we saw this team, um, have a harder time defensively once Mark Anthony K got hurt uh, in the middle of the summer when the, and I believe it was the second LA galaxy game. Um, yep. and, and then they lost this two way midfielder that had a real, uh, change of pace and allowed them to cover and track defensively. Um, Benny Fallhyber gone. Uh, he, I, I love the way Benny plays, man. He's going to help Colorado. And I think LA FC will miss him. Um, but with that said now, Mark Anthony K is going to be fit and you're hoping to get Horta, Andre Horta back in the fold and, and, and to be the impact player that they, that they signed him up to be. I mean, he, this is a designated player. You, you, commit to a designated player, Rogo, he's going to be on the field. And that's kind of like the behind the scenes on the Benny fall hybrid trade. I think, um, we just talked about when you can get something of value for someone that is valuable. Um, sometimes it makes sense to let him go. And Horta, well, based on their investment, this guy's going to play. Um, so when we think about defensive balance, I mean, Walker Zimmerman is going to be a key piece to this 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 field because when it's all about it's all about preventive defense for this team because they're going to dictate the game. More often than not, they're going to dictate the game. Um, and in fact, Sporting Kansas City is one of the hardest matchups for them, and they kick off week one with them this weekend, yeah. which would be yeah. a great game.
1: Uh, it's going to be fantastic out of Bank of California Stadium on Sunday, 5:30 uh, West Coast start time. Y- you mentioned style of play for Bob Bradley and LAFC, and so I've because if you ask Bob, hey, what's the key to this game? What, what are you looking for in this game? And he'll one of his first lines will always be, "We just got to play our style of football." And so, so many times I want to dig a little deeper, and I say, "Well, what is that? What, what are you? What are you looking for?" And usually the kind of adjectives he uses are uh, aggressive, but we're still tactical, we're still intelligent. We, and he'll talk about you want to win the ball back quickly and then have all options at all positions that are ready to contribute in, in spaces on the field. So and, and narrowing the microscope a little further, Dan, and you talked about Andre Horta, I think not having the pressure of having to worry so much about like, oh, am I just going to get pulled off the field? Am I even going to be in the 18? Am I even going to be in the starting lineup as he had when he arrived in late July last year, going all the way through the rest of the regular season? I think this is a young kid that really, really could flourish if he has a solid start to the season.
2: Yeah, I agree. And and I mean, he, he has the pedigree, right? It, it is about the the quote unquote adaptation period of getting this guy's feet on the ground. And I, I think putting the season of past behind him is going to is going to help with his confidence because he just he, he did. He just started off on, on such a wrong foot with a poor turnover against the Galaxy that led to a, a game tying goal against. Um, and it, it, it you, 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 you saw, well, you just saw it, it. It was so deflating for not only him, but the entire team and the stadium. And, and it sometimes like that's as a player, a young player, he he's a young player. That's, that can be hard to shake. Um, so he's got to put that behind him Um, but this is, uh, I, I think LAFC is competing for a Western conference title here. You know, I think it's the, they're the short list of three good teams in the West coast. So i um, excited to see them roll the ball out and, and see if they can take another step forward um, com- from what they did last year.
1: It, it just off the top of your head, and this is, this is totally uh, off, any, uh, off any script that we might have discussed before coming on here for, for our first episode here on the Believe Podcast Networks. Uh, where would you rate Carlos Vela in terms of DPs or, or impact yeah, he, players he, or best, best players in, in Major League Soccer? In Major League Soccer, where would you rate – like, where would you put it? Would you say he's top five? Would you say he's top 10? Or would you say he's top 20?
2: Well, with the, with, with Sebastian Giovinco moving on, uh, right. I, I would argue, and El Elmarone moving on, I would argue that he's top three. So you have Martinez, the, the now, um, annual goal scoring record holder, uh, you have, Ibrahimovic and you have Carlos Vela. He he's, he's um, more versatile than I, than I, than I thought. And I, I saw him play for the Mexican national team more than I saw him play in, in Spain. But when I watched him play for LAFC, there's more to his game than uh, just classy finishes on his favorite foot. Um, he works defensively. Uh, he can go with either foot to goal and he, his composure allows him to be a good playmaker, too. So, um, yeah, I would say he's a top three player in this league and, 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 and a bit quietly. Uh, right. I mean, he. Yes, for sure. He, 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 but his performance is last year makes me think that this year he, he'll be a top three. He'll be fighting for an MVP award.
1: And by the way, I, me asking you that question probably perked up plenty of ears from our listeners. And I'm asking that question from a standpoint of guys that have had experience in this league because I'm sure a lot of people would say, Oh, what about PT Martinez who just joined Atlanta United? I mean, that guy's got, he's got pedigree. He's going to be, he's going to be a great player for all intents and purposes, but I'm talking about guys that have already made their statement. And I think you make a great point with talking about uh, Joseph Martinez and then talking about Ibrahimovic to start your list. You could put them in any order on any given day
2: for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's it. That's when it's going to come down to, um, yeah form fitness and then team performance because in the end uh martinez scored all those goals in a function to to how uh tata wanted that team to play get the ball wide and swing the ball in behind the defense of the opposing team and that was perfect for martinez last year it'll be interesting to see how atlanta plays now under the new boss uh new system new style and certainly wasn't a smooth start in, in the in the champions league yeah, for sure. That'll be something to, to, to keep an eye on. Uh, enough
1: about things at the offensive end of the field for LAFC. Uh, as we mentioned earlier here in the program, we will have the opportunity to talk with center back for LAFC and the U.S. Men's National Team, none other than Walker Zimmerman uh, joins us next. Pleased to be joined by LAFC defender Walker Zimmerman here on the uh, Believe Podcast Sports Network, the number one sports Podcast Network in Southern California. Of course, we cover all things LA Galaxy and LAFC. Walker, great to have you on to get things going here. I tell you what, um, you've been going at it with your teammates. And yes, a couple of preseason matches over the last month, month and a half. But it's got to feel good looking ahead to this weekend, knowing you're going to roll out the ball and start to count. Yeah, man. Thanks for
0: having me on. And uh, it's
1: it's certainly exciting to finally get underway
0: for the season. I mean, preseason is, uh, if you talk to anyone, it's never the most exciting time. But uh, we're, we're through it, and we're in preparation for our first match. And so I think everyone's pretty excited.
2: Walker, so uh, just kind of play out to us in real time how this preseason's different than last. I mean, last year it was so much unknown. Um, new stadium, uh, new locker room, new teammates for you. And now the club has evolved a year. You guys have your own... Uh, Documentary series now I see (laughs) Uh, big time big time that's right man but just just kind of just kind of talk us through kind of your feelings and how maybe things are a little bit different coming into season number two
0: for sure Um, so the first uh, biggest difference for me is obviously having a facility that you get to go into every day Um, it's specific to you so last year we were at UCLA and we had kind of some makeshift locker rooms. Uh, used their field, um, and we, we tore it up, I'm, I feel so bad for what we did to that field. Um, but it's just <laughs> nice having a place that you can call your own, and uh, especially with new players who are coming in, uh, the fact that they get to come in to an established facility, good field, um, you know, good nutrition with all the setup there, weight room and everything, and it felt like uh, UCLA, we made the best of it for sure, and, and we're super grateful for them allowing us uh, to use all their facilities. But at the end of the day, um, having a place that's your own makes a big difference in terms of being comfortable. And then obviously last year, you had guys meeting each other for the first time, um, didn't really know each other. This year, we're returning 18 players from our season, from our team last year. So uh, a lot more comfortable with the guys. And uh, I think the, the trialists that have come in have already fit in pretty seamlessly.
1: Walker, I could tell there was a little bit of hesitation there on, on answering Dan Kennedy's first question because you probably have seen him but not heard him go into broadcast mode like that. Uh, two former teammates, obviously. Uh, y- y- you guys. Um, back on to you, though. One thing that is really different for you coming into uh, this camp is I think there's no question of what a solid part you're going to be for LAFC. And in, in 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 line with that is obviously the fact that You've just had some great minutes with the U.S. men's national team. So I imagine for you individually, it also feels a lot different.
0: For sure. Um, this has definitely
1: been what I would consider my best offseason
0: uh, as a professional. And that's just in terms of uh, the way the body's been feeling, um, the way January camp went for me, uh, just getting back into training, having two 90-minute uh, games to kind of get my feet wet um, for 2019. And then to carry that momentum straight into LFC preseason, and it's always a little weird coming back because they've been going at it for two weeks. Um, You haven't really been around that much, Uh, but I felt like this year I was able to just slide right back in uh, to how things were going just because I had a a predetermined expectation about what is, you know, what's the way Bob likes to train? uh, What do my teammates like to do when they're on the field? So there's just more chemistry and, and ultimately more responsibility for me this year uh, to step up and, um, make a cohesive unit out of, out of everyone.
2: Yeah, I mean, you have some experienced players in the back line with you with Betta Shower and Jordan Harvey, but do you, do you feel like this year it, it is your job to own this defense?
0: Yeah, I do. And, and I felt, uh, you know, even just looking at, at my career, um, I've been really satisfied with my performances and, and games and throughout seasons. But for me, it's always been next to another guy who has already... Established, and so I think a lot of the time when you look at you know my time in Dallas, it's okay. It was it was Matt Hedges, and he had Walker Zimmerman. Uh, Then I came to LFC, and it's like yeah, okay, they have Laurent Simon. Uh, Both those guys were captains, and then you have Walker Zimmerman. And so this year, I think the expectation is okay. You have Walker Zimmerman, and you have the guys around them. Uh, How can they make the best unit that they can? And uh, it is an added responsibility, but one I think I've been waiting for for um, a few years now just to really step up um, and really uh, be the guy that motivates and, and organizes and takes control from,
1: from the back. And, and Walker, it looks like the guy that is going to be, it'll be Walker Zimmerman, and the, it looks like the end of that sentence is probably going to be Eddie Segura by all, all accounts that I've read. And rumors are he's had a really, really good camp. I've seen a couple of flashes of him uh, in some of the preseason action. How would you assess where that partnership is and and maybe just give the listeners a little bit of an idea what Eddie brings to the table as a young Colombian center back?
0: I've, I've been very impressed with Eddie so far. Um, it's not easy. You, you hear all the front offices and technical staff. whenever you bring in a guy from you know South America, Europe, they always have uh, what everyone likes to call the little adaptation phase. And with Eddie, I think he's come in, he's been fit, he's been sharp. And uh, I think really from day one, we've had a really good connection. I think he's an aggressive defender. Um, He's not afraid to step up and and step on to guys who may be trying to find the ball in in different pockets. And he has the athleticism to uh, recover and make some big time plays. So uh, I'm excited to see how he's going to perform this season. But I think judging off preseason, I like where we are and uh, I think we can go in a, a really good way.
2: So, walk. The, uh, I mean, part of the the first question about the difference of, of last year versus this year. Um, I'm I'm trying to get into how you guys as a team are setting expectations and yeah. just looking across the Western Conference, the league. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like the uh, the expectation has shifted or changed as yeah. you come into this season?
0: I think it's completely shifted, to be honest. I mean, we in preseason last year, we had our preseason games kind of at UCLA. And we're like, okay, I think we're going to be pretty good. Um, but, you know, in preseason, everyone's rotating their lineups. Um, you can't really tell what it's going to look like. And so in preseason, we were like, I-, I think we'll have a good team. Like, we should make the playoffs. We should be <laughs> solid. Uh, but we didn't know for sure. Um, and obviously, we started out really hot. Uh, last season, so we were like, okay, we are a good team, we can uh, have a really good season. Now, having already been through last year, um, ending with all the points that we accumulated last year, we know that we have a good team, and we know that we're, we're returning the core of those players who started for us last year. And so now I think our expectation is, is ultimately we have to compete for supporter Shield, we have to compete for MLS Cup, and I think the difference is we know now 100% that we are capable of doing those things. Whereas last year, it may have been like we wanted to compete for those things, but it was just
1: uncertain what it was going to look like. Walker Zimmerman joining us here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network, center back for LAFC and the U.S. men's national team. Of course, Mark Rogandino and Dan Kennedy here with you. Uh, Walker, heading into, let's see, it's season number seven in MLS for you. And I think that obviously last year LAFC kind of took soccer period in North America by storm. When did you know last season that this was something special with the black and gold had going?
0: Well, I think,
1: you know, it was definitely special
0: seeing how well fans were traveling for the first couple of games. But for me, it all started with the the LA galaxy game uh, in Carson and, we showed up to the stadium. I think it was a noon kickoff, maybe a one o'clock kickoff. And by the time we showed up, our entire supporter section had just been there in the corner. They were cheering and you know having their chance going in full force, full unison. By the time we we arrived,
2: and yeah, so we an said, hour, full yeah, hour before yeah, the game, they were going they're, nuts.
0: They're they're all there. They're waving their flags, and I was like, man, uh, this is pretty special. Um, and then obviously the home opener, the way that uh, we were received walking out on the field for the first time, full stadium. And again, it's just the energy that is created from all of our fans. It it really does make it a unique feel, uh, in MLS.
2: Now, just based on that experience, I imagine that that impacted your decision on signing a new contract significantly. And I mean, you know, I spoke to you when you were at Dallas and you're thinking about challenging yourself and trying to go overseas and, now you've made a long-term commitment to, to LAFC and major league soccer and, and just, yeah, give us, give us some insight as to your thought process as you're going through that.
1: Show me the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Contracts are never easy. Um, you're always going through, uh, you know, weighing different options. You're waiting to see what kind of unfolds other places that you can have a, a well-balanced look at what your future looks like. And, For me, I I was curious at this stage of my career to see uh, other options and and make sure I made a a really good decision. The good thing for me was I'd already been in LAFC for a year and knew how well everything was run. I knew what the experience was like and I knew how good our team is. And so having that in the back of your mind as you kind of weigh in other offers, other opportunities, uh, it just kept calling me back. Um, And so ultimately, uh, knowing what I was coming back to, um, understanding the role that I would have in the future of this club, it was a really exciting opportunity, and and I decided to re-sign for a few years, and uh, I'm really happy that everything got locked up, and, and I'm back for 2019.
2: And now yeah. you're, a, you're a SoCal man now. That's what, right. Rogo, Rogo and I like that. That's right. You can't
1: beat you can't beat it. That's for sure. And and obviously, go even going back to the 3252 to have the opportunity to look over. 17 times during the MLS regular season, and see those guys going crazy. I want to go back to them for a moment. Did you have any particular uh, moment with the 32 52? Because the player relationship with that supporters group for LAFC, I think, is something that's really unique in MLS, and not all the clubs have it.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I'm not sure that there was one instance where I personally. Uh, went over there and had some kind of experience, but I will say uh, incorporating our little chant that you know at first came across like okay what are we doing the La chant uh, is what I'm referring to after a win at home or on the road when we do it in the locker room. But I remember the first time we went over there and we had the megaphone and we started doing that chant and you can just see the passion on their faces, see the happiness of you know what had just transpired on the field with us giving them three points and. I was like, man, that's that really is a, a special connection to be singing right in front of them. They're singing right back at us. And you really do feel the connection between the players and, and the rest of the supporters.
2: Well, I think uh, they looking forward to this weekend, Walker, and, and seeing you guys get back on the field um straight up you guys have a a tough opponent in in sporting kansas city in fact when i look at the uh western conference not that that my opinion matters but i'm going to give it anyway i think you guys are probably the two best um teams coming into the season um what what are you looking at when you when you're facing up against sporting kansas city this weekend
0: it's definitely going to be a tough first test for us especially given the fact that they've gotten to two really good games uh, by the time they come to us for Champions League. So having that first big win uh, against Toluca at home and then their chance to kind of wrap up that series on Thursday in Mexico, uh, they'll be in good form. We don't know what player rotations are going to look like from them, but we do know that their style is going to be, you know, a Peter Vermese style team. Um, they're going to have trying to build up out of the back from Tamilia, who's been a, a great goalie for the past couple of years for them.
2: Oh, um, come on, he's been the best goalie in Major League Soccer.
0: He has. Yeah, very <laughs> consistent. Their defense has been phenomenal. Um, I know they, they lose Aiko Parra, who had been there for a while, but um, they got guys all over the field with with Russell and, and Gerso who can come inside, create opportunities. And um, it, it's going to be a, a talented group, um, a lot of veterans on that team that bring a lot of poise and leadership and understanding of their system. So we're expecting them to be kind of operating – with all the the bells and whistles going. And so we're going to have to step up to the challenge and make sure that um, there's no reintroduction phase for us. We have to come out from the, from the start, um, forget that it's the first game and, and
1: try and have some mid season form to us. Walker, there's, there's uh, adding another layer to the storyline between sporting Kansas city and and LAFC. Uh, You faced them twice last year. You guys got over on pretty much almost every single MLS team last season at least once, with probably the exception of Atlanta United and Sporting Kansas City. Is there any holdover, since you do have 18 players, such a core nucleus coming from year one with LAFC? Is there any kind of over overlap saying, we're due to get these guys and give them a little payback on our home ground? I think so. I, I mean, the first time that they came to
0: us, we were in the middle of our Open Cup run. Uh, we had a heavily rotated lineup. Uh, at home. And I think that was the, the one game we lost at home last year in the regular season. Yep. Uh, and so I think there is a little bitter taste in our mouth. You know, we like to make sure that we uh, beat anyone that comes into the bank. And so the fact that they were able to escape us, uh, I think we'll remember that for sure. Um, and hopefully the guys will be up for the challenge and, and know that at three points, I always think three points in March matter just as much as the three points in October. And so uh, it's important for us to have that mentality from the start of the season.
2: Love it. Love it, buddy. Um, yeah. Well, listen, I, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, Rogo and I are going to be doing this every week, all season, and we're going to be reaching out to, to players on both LA Galaxy and LAFC and, and even throughout the league to, to get their hot take. And um, Walker, pleasure having you on a, one of our first shows of the, the 2019 season. Personally, I want to wish you the best of luck. I um, hope hope you tear it up and lead that line back there. It's fun to watch, um, and uh, yeah, again, thanks thanks for coming on.
1: Well, and Walker Walker, one thing before we do let you go, I alluded yeah. to it at the top of the interview. You and Dan Kennedy, former teammates down there at <laughs> FC Dallas, so uh-huh. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm uh, sure
2: no. maybe, you have, maybe you have like a, a
1: rated G rated story you want to share with us. Something that, that can go over there, or if not, we can hold it till next time. If we hold it till next time. <laughs> yeah. Then you then you also. You have to do the sha la 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 for us next time, too. Yeah, that sounds good.
0: Yeah, Dan Kennedy always referenced around FC Dallas as, as the big unit. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's, he's got the biggest calves in MLS history, probably.
2: <laughs> Me and, and Jeff Aikens, uh, I one, think.
0: One of, one of the stories I'll, I'll reference to Dan just because everyone knows the skill set that he has. You know, this guy's in broadcasting, real estate, soccer, investing. I mean, he's got it all. Uh, a dad, a, da- a
1: dad,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and so one, one of the good stories about Dan is we were in a, a fantasy football a pick'em league. Ah, oh,
2: this is the best. This is and, the best.
0: And so within our team, we had a, a elimination. So every, or sorry, a pick'em league that you could choose 10 teams that were going to win uh, and you could kind of put confidence points on them. And so Dan and I uh, were in a higher money league um, where we would pick teams every week together. And so, for example, we'd go through the, the list and be like, oh, I think New England will cover the spread against Kansas City this week. What do you think? And, you know, I would give him my picks and he would kind of run with those. And so we would do this for a league that we were both in. And unbeknownst to me, Dan was in another league uh, <laughs> that, that he was submitting my picks into his other league. And so Cover your bases. Hedging, he was hedging his bets. And I was thinking the whole time that I was beating him because in our little competition, I was doing well, but in reality, he was hedging his bets and using my picks in the other league to make even more money. And, <laughs> and so this, this comes, I was to-
2: basically paying Walker 20 bucks every week to give me his picks.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this well, was- it was monopoly money, right? It was monopoly <laughs> yeah. money. And so he was, this, this comes up in the locker room and he has my head just all in a tizzy, man. I'm all over the place. Like, how is this? Is he joking? Is he serious? And, he just began asking guys on the team, you know, if they wanted some real estate in my head, and that's a, a phrase that I've been, you know, using with other other young players. ever since.
2: Yeah, yeah. I carved out I carved out some territory and and between <laughs> ears that that's season. That's right.
1: That's right. Very hey, aw- awesome story. And again, I think on behalf of Dan and I and, and everyone, obviously here at the uh, the Leaf Sports Podcast Network, we're super excited to have you on and look forward to another conversation down the road.
2: Fire it up this season, bud. Best of luck
1: to you guys as well. All righty. Cheers. Wait, Dan Kenny, for another episode when uh, you're going to give us some stories about Walker Zimmerman. I'm sure there's a little back and forth that we could probably talk about at some point. But that might be a conversation for another show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> certainly, yeah. Certainly within the confines of our timeline for for this podcast. Yeah, let's that, that's, that's keep, that's keep going. We'll let Walker get away with digging up a little dirt on me for now.
1: Let's, um, let's focus in on the matchups coming up in week one of Major League Soccer here in uh, 2019 let's start with the la galaxy and chicago fire that one uh 7 p.m start time at dignity health sports park yes you heard me right dignity health sports park formerly known as the stub hub center formerly known as the home depot center uh new naming rights chicago no question dan a team that underachieved disappointed there's a lot of negative uh adjectives you could use to describe how their season went how do you think they come out in week one of this season
2: well, yeah, I think they'll be optimistic about uh, about coming in and, and trying to have a you know put the right foot forward. I still don't think this is a, a team that is going to be competing for an Eastern Conference title um, or Agreed. or a supporter shield. I mean, Chicago. When I look at this, it, when I look at their roster, um, to me, it kind of feels like it would be a successful, a really successful season if they were to find a way to sneak in. Um, to the playoffs, really. Um, and last year, one of the big reasons why um, they had uh, such a, a, a difficult time was because uh, Nikolic, their their goal, the Serbian goal scorer that was so hot in, uh, in 2017, was injured a lot of the time in 2018. And so right. they just didn't get that same production. I think they, they actually picked up a good piece in David Alstad, um, goalkeeper, um, and CJ uh, Sapong up top. But so maybe they'll have a little bit more balance. Um, but to me, this this team's just a, a, a little bit thin. Um, and over the course of the season, when you're a little bit thin, um, that you run a lot of miles on guys like Dax McCarty and Sebastian Schweinsteiger. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a tough game just because it's game one. You're going to get their best uh, and they're going to be optimistic. Um so this could be a little trap game for the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. They need to be focused and ideally what the Galaxy can do is just unleash uh, unleash the lion. Yeah,
1: I, there's no <laughs> question. because, And, and I, I think the, the truth of the matter is, is there are very few players in the world of any sport, let alone just the, 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 the world of soccer, that can quote unquote flip that switch. But I feel like Zlatan is one of those guys. He's a guy that he might have not have done anything throughout the entire preseason, maybe kind of semi going through the motions. But when he decides he's going to do something, he's the type of player that all of a sudden you're like, uh-oh, uh, here here he comes, and that's going to have a trickle down effect, right? The rest of the guys around him are going to see that and be like, okay, it's game time, it's on.
2: Yeah, he's big stage, big stage player. Um, the, the him showing up to uh, some training field to play. Uh, Uh, a preseason scrimmage game um, isn't really going to get the blood flowing. Um, It's more about a fitness test and and getting comfortable over 90 minutes. And now you've kind of had the dress rehearsal and you're ready to go. So I I agree. Uh, And as long as this, this galaxy team um, sorts out their, their defensive structure. uh, Yeah. With guys like Ibra on the field, I, I, I do like them. And, and the reality was, Over the last two seasons, the home games have been obstacles for them. So they got to get this right.
1: And that's going to be a Saturday start time uh, there at Dignity Health Sports Park. I think that game is going to be available on FS1 between the Fire and the Galaxy. Uh, Switching over to Sunday's game across town over at Bank of California Stadium. uh, Sporting Kansas City, they are the only team that came in to the bank and beat LAFC in an MLS regular season match a year ago. Obviously that was last year, but I, I got to think, well, it'll be, int- it was interesting to hear what Walker had to say about it, that yes, there is a little bit of carry over there. Um, can, can LAFC get a little payback here? You think DK?
2: Absolutely. I mean, one thing they have is that uh, sporting KC is playing these champions league games and they're already having a, a front loaded schedule in which you're not quite full, fully fit. Um, this 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 SKC team, um, this group of guys. I mean, they trained together all off season. They have a culture there that is really special, and that's one of the reasons why they're so good. Per- Peter Vermees done a great job, and we talk about styles of play. I mean, LAFC possession attack. Well, uh, Sporting Kansas City is all based on disruption and, and pressure, and that's that's why they were able to go into the bank last year and smash and grab some points, is because. If LAFC are not efficient with moving the ball, they're going to be put under pressure all game long. And that's what Sporting Kansas City loves to do. That's what they thrive off of. And they create these second-chance goal-scoring opportunities because of it. So um, it's going to be a – this will be a dogfight. And I think these are the two best teams in the Western Conference coming into the season.
1: And when you look at both the matchups, whether it's the Galaxy and Fire or LAFC and Sporting Kansas City, I think one of the details – I'll really be interested in, to look at, and I think a lot of fans will be as well, is what the, what the starting 11 is going to look like. What the formation for both the Galaxy and LAFC is going to look like the first time they step out here for an official MLS match in 2019. Because both teams have infused a little bit of new, new faces, but also they have a pretty good nucleus that's carrying over and some question marks as to how, for both coaches, they fit it all together
2: yeah, a- absolutely. And um, that's the nice thing for us today is is it's all what we're projecting to see. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be great to to catch up rogues next week and review. Um, get to watch both games, see how it's played out compared to how maybe we envisioned it playing out, and let the uh, let the performances kind of do the talking and let let us let us analyze and then bring some some players, some fans into the into the scene, into the fold here on our uh, Believe um, podcast network, uh, and, and let's have some fun with it.
1: Yep, it's just uh, the first of many podcasts coming your way featuring Dan Kennedy and myself, and we'll have some select guests like we did with Walker Zimmerman along the way. By the way, you hear how Dan Kennedy did that, folks? He kind of subtly slipped it in there like, okay, Rogan Dino, it's time, that we, time we wrap it up for this week. <laughs> we, can go, we can go on forever, and sometimes we will, ladies mm. and gentlemen. But, Love uh, it, buddy. Episode, a- episode one in the books. Have a great time enjoying... Uh, week one of major league soccer here in 2019 and be sure to check back with us right on the believe sports podcast networks it's the number one sports network podcast spot in southern california
2: and guys feel free you hit you can hit rogo and i up on on twitter We'll, we'll we'll answer any questions you have um my twitter handle is one dan kennedy and then you can also find the believe uh podcast network um you can tweet uh, at, at believe, which is B L E A V underscore LA. Um, you can find us at B L E A V.com, um, for all podcasts and shows. And, uh, we look forward to having a fun ride with you this season.
1: Yeah, we want, we want your feedback. So, and I'm, I'm at M Rogandino that's M R O G O N D I N O on Twitter or at the real rogo on Instagram. So give us your feedback. Let us know what you want to hear more of what you might want less of not saying DK and I are going to do it but we definitely want your
2: suggestions <laughs> this is lightly it, this is definitely not scripted so we'll take suggestions you just don't know where we'll take them
1: good catch up Dan let's do love it we'll do it again it, next buddy.
2: week love it look forward to the games this weekend thank you, you signing too. off thank you for
0: listening to believe